Hello, 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 and thank you so much for joining me for the podcast of The True Power From Within. I do pray each and every day this podcast touches you in the most amazing and encouraging way. I am your host, Melody Ferris Tucker, and I am so grateful that you are here. So today I am calling this podcast, Calling Out Your Healing. And I said last week that I have been um, studying the women in the Bible um, and particularly reading a book by T.D. Jakes called um, When Women Pray. Um, really, really good book uh, if you really want to dig into, um, you know, different women in the Bible and their significance and how you can relate to them and how they relate um, to being very praying and diligent women women so today i'm talking about the one with the issue of blood now we have all heard this story we've all heard many preachers preach on the woman with the issue of blood um we've heard the story um and i really want to dig into it because i you know after reading and really studying um her she has a great significance when it comes to um, our lives, right? And, um, so I will be coming today out of the book of Mark, um, chapter five, and, um, we're going to go, I'm going to kind of give a recap of the woman with the issue of blood. So, um, this woman was bleeding for 12 years. We all know this. Um, and in that time she was considered unclean. Okay. Meaning if you in that time were unclean, um, you could not uh, worship with other people. You could not eat with other people. You could not be around other people. You couldn't sit in the same chair as she did. You couldn't use the same utensils that she used. Um, when she would go, if she had to go out, she had to announce to people, I am unclean. Unclean, unclean, unclean. And, you know, that kind of makes me think about... Um, you know, my situation in, in, you know, in circumstances. And I could not have imagined having to go out into public. Um, every time I would go to Walmart and I would walk in and I would have to say, I'm a criminal. I'm an addict. I literally get anxiety when I have to apply for anything where my background would be ran. So I couldn't imagine having to go into a public place with many, many people and speak, I am unclean. I am a convicted felon. I am an addict. I was homeless. And so it makes me think about, um, you know, who she was as a woman in the, in the moment that she said, I have to go and touch the hem of his garment because I am going to be healed. She had spent all of her money for those 12 years trying to go from doctor to doctor to doctor to try to figure out how to get healed. They never mention her name in the Bible, which I think is very significant because as I think in the world today, we are labeled by our issue. Let me say that again. We are labeled by our issue. Can you imagine going out and nobody knowing your name? All they know is criminal, addict, homelessness, physically abused, sexually assaulted, you know, motherless, fatherless, divorced parents. Like, 
could you imagine only being called out by your issue, never having a name? And they never mention it um, in the Bible, her name. So we don't know either how old she was, but we know that she was isolated for 12 years because of her issue. We know that, what if she was a mom and she couldn't be around her kids? What if she was married and couldn't be around her family? What, what if um, she was just a young girl? What if she was a teenager? Can you imagine the feeling of loneliness and feeling that you're undervalued or that you're not enough to even hug your own family? Because you're so unclean. And as we're reading through these scriptures, okay, um, now at starting at verse 25, Mark chapter 5, verse 25, it says, Now a woman suffering from bleeding for 12 years had endured much under many doctors. She had spent everything that she had, was not helped at all. On the contrary, she became worse. Having heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothing. I want to stop there for a second because when we get on a path and we say, you know what, I, I am going to heal from this issue, right? I am going to heal from this, whatever it is, child abuse, um, neglect, sexual assault, um, addiction, uh, prison, uh, homelessness, um, the feeling of not being worthy or undervalued or unloved. When we get in our minds that we are going, I'm going to heal from this. Whatever it takes, I'm going to heal from this. And I think it's relevant in this situation because She's like, you know, let's just imagine that you're at a conference or a concert. If you've never been to a conference, um, you're at a concert or maybe you go to a big church or whatever it is, right? And you have thousands of people, right? And you want to see, you want to be at center stage, right? You want to get as close as you can to the concert or to the pastor who's doing the conference or who, whatever it is, you want to get close. But, but there's so many people, what are you doing? Like you're literally just moving around and you're doing everything and it's, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Like you are literally having to fight yourself through this crowd to get to where you want to go. Imagine imagine the woman with the issue of blood, right? She's got her head down. She's like, I don't know, but I got to get there. I have got to get my healing, right? I am tired of being labeled or as my issue and not as my name, right? So it says, um, she, so having heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and she touched his clothes. For she said, if I touch the the clothes, I will be made well, right? She had already thought it and she'd already made the commitment. Hey, listen, I don't know what it's going to take, but I have had enough. I'm tired. I'm tired of being labeled. I'm tired of, you know, everybody knowing my issue and only being called by my issue and not about by who I am as a woman or a man or a person. I'm only being labeled by my issue. And it says, instantly when she touched him, her, her body was healed of her affliction. Now let's stop there for a moment because I want to talk about 
what kind of woman that she was. Most of us, six months in, of praying for something, praying for healing, praying for wholeness, praying for our marriage, praying for our children, praying for, you know, um, forgiveness or whatever it is, and we don't see the results, we give up in that moment and say, it's not going to happen. I'm always going to be this, right? We know the world is good at telling us that we're not valuable. You know the world is good at telling us that we're not good enough, we're not clean enough, we're not holy enough, we're not smart enough. We know the world is, is so good at telling us those things. But the woman with the issue of blood, I think, is just as strong as I am or you are because she was brave and she was courageous. We don't really know how brave she was prior to this particular day other than she was doing everything in her earthly power to find healing but she had a deep and powerful faith right she was diligent in her quest to be healed and to be whole let me ask you a question are you truly truly committed to healing? Are you committed and do you know that if I just go to Jesus, if I just fight through this crowd, if I just stop allowing the world to tell me I'm not good enough, I'm not valuable enough, maybe it's not the world, maybe it's someone in your family or maybe it's a friend or, you know, or maybe it's an ex or whatever, whatever it is, you have to stay start beginning to tell yourself, right? Because you've allowed people to tell you that you're not valuable. You're not good enough. You're not, you're not smart enough. You can't do it. You're not qualified enough. Look at your background. Look what you've been. Look what you've done, right? And this woman heard this for 12 years, but she had a deep and powerful faith to know, listen, if I just get to Jesus, if I just commit to this, have you committed to your healing? Have you committed that I am no longer going to allow someone to dictate who I am? I'm not going to allow anybody else's opinions of me to be my business. I'm not going to allow what others say about me determine who I am and, and, and qualify me in my self-worth. Have you committed to your healing? Have you committed to your wholeness? And I think in a moment when she knew Jesus was coming, she's like, this is it. This is it. I, this is my opportunity. This is my chance. And even though she was probably very feel, fearful, she was probably scared to death. But she's like, you know what? I, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not courage if you're not scared. And she had this sense of bravery and courage about herself that she says, I don't care what anybody else says. I'm going to get my healing. I'm going to get my blessing. I'm going to be whole. 
I am not going to be labeled anymore by my past or by my issue, but I am going to have a name. I am going to be called out by my name and not by my issue. And she also knew her value in God's eyes. She knew she was valuable. And she knew that this was her opportunity. And it says in verse 30, at once Jesus realized in himself that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and he said, who touched my clothes? Let's make no mistake that Jesus knew who touched him. Right? And can you imagine, okay, if you're, if you're going to see a celebrity or, um, or a, you know, a popular person, they most of the time have security guards, right? So in Jesus's time, those were his disciples, right? And his disciples were not, um, you know, holier than thou guys, right? They had a past, right? So they were pretty rough and tough, okay? And she managed to get through not only the crowd because she was committed, but she got past the bodyguards. She got past everybody just to touch his clothing because she knew her value. Have you committed to your value? Have you committed to no longer being a people pleaser? Have you committed to no longer being around those people who mean you no good? just because you're in fear of rejection? Have you thoroughly accepted yourself, even in all of your flaws and struggles and mistakes? Have you accepted who you are? Have you thoroughly said, God, you know what? I know if I just come to you, if I just touch the hem of your garment, if I just commit to this thing, Not just part of the thing, not just what you want to give to him, but your whole issue, your whole mistake. All of those desperate things that you know that you need to heal from, that you have been building a wall around for so many years. And it keeps just coming out and coming out and you don't understand it. Here's what I want to talk about. One, we know that she never stopped believing. We know that she never stopped being committed to the healing that she knew at one time was going to come. She didn't stop because the doctors couldn't do anything else. She didn't stop because, you know, she couldn't be around anybody or she had social and spiritual isolation. She never gave up in 12 years. And we give up in six months. We give up in two days. Because we don't see the healing happening. And then we start saying stuff like this. God, God's just working on me. I'm just waiting on, I'm just waiting on God. God, God's just working on me. You know, 
and and we use that as an excuse to have the lack of faith that we need to get healed from our issue. And it's not just the lack of faith. It's a lack of commitment to yourself. It's using the hurt and the pain as an excuse not to heal. And saying, oh, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting on God. I'm just, I'm just waiting on God. God's still working on me. God is definitely working on all of us. But we can't use that as an excuse to not commit and take that step into our own healing. But here's really what I want to get to. So we know that he's in, she's already touched him. Um, he's already said, who, who has touched me, right? Knowing, knowing that Jesus knows who touched him. But this is where I think it's very, very significant. His disciples said this, you see the crowd pressing against you and yet you say, who touched me? Let's talk about the woman with the issue of blood. She probably thought, hey, if I just touch him, I will be healed and I can just go, right? I can just run as fast as I can. I got my healing, right? How many times do we do that? Like we get, we get healed and then we we kind of buck up a little bit like, mm, yeah, you can't, you know, you can't touch me now because I done, I done did all of this, right? Um, we get so sure of ourselves, right? And we begin to run. Oh, I got my healing. I got my blessing. God showed me favor. I got the bank account. I got the business. I got the car, got the house. Mm, I'm, I'm, I'm straight now. And you just run. You run, you run your own race. After you got everything that you wanted, you run your own race. And I think that she thought, even though she was diligent in her healing and she was committed, but sometimes just because you healed or you're working on healing and wholeness, other people don't see it. They only know you by the unclean version of yourself. They only know you based on your issue. They don't know you as who God calls you to be. They don't know you as sober. They don't know you as a business owner. They don't know you as whole. They don't know you as forgiven. They don't, they, they don't, they don't know you like that. But here's the good part. She was terrified of what could happen to her in this moment if she was to say, it was me. It was me. Imagine, imagine the crowd, okay? Because sometimes when people are kind of, you know, moving around or whatever, you don't really, you don't pay attention. You're in a crowd, right? There's so many things going on. There's a lot of chaos. But can you imagine the thoughts of like the amount of people that I touched on my way to Jesus and I'm, I'm unclean and 
they're going to realize because you know sometimes when you go to a concert something crazy happens right and then you're on the news right um these days and so you're on the news so you're like you didn't see that person but then you see them on the news and you're like oh my gosh I saw that person that person walked right past me can you imagine the people in the crowd and what they would say she touched me I'm unclean Oh my gosh, you know, oh, she's clean, but she's, she's not because she, she bled. She bled for 12 years. Like, she's still dirty. We don't want her here. We don't want her in our store. We don't want her anywhere because although she uh, got through the crowd, she touched all those people, right? Or, you know, oh my gosh, she was an addict and now she's sober and now she's doing a podcast. Like, who is she? Like, that's not who she is. Can you imagine? But when he said, it says, but he was looking around to see what, uh, who had done this. The woman was fearful and trembling, knowing what had happened to her. She came and fell down before him and told him the truth. Here's the part that I want you to get. Here's the part that's very, very significant. In front of all of these people, he said, daughter, daughter being the big word, daughter. He said to her, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be healed from your affliction. Here's what I want to say to you today. Just because that crowd of people have told you that you're not valuable, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not qualified enough, you cannot be sober, you're always a convicted felon, you're always going to be unclean you're never going to amount to anything you're always going to be homeless you're always gonna have you know have a divorce because you're not good enough for marriage your relationships are never going to work out your business is never going to work out when god or when people start saying all of this to you right i want you to remember this from the woman with the issue of blood he said daughter daughter and in that moment just like in your moment and in your life he was calling out her healing I'm going to say that again he was calling out her healing just like it says that God will prepare a table for you in front of your enemies God will call out your healing in front of everybody Just because you've been in a dark place or you've been somewhere unlike somebody else, I want you to know that you're still valuable. Your mistakes do not define you. They made you. I think we get it twisted sometimes when people say, oh, you've, you, you've gone too far, you know, or the holy people say, oh, you're going to hell or People judge you based on your issue. 
they forget that God will call out your healing. And everybody will see it. I've written two books. He's called out my healing. My children have forgiven me. He's called out my healing. I'm in an amazing marriage. He's called out my healing. I am blessed to be a Nana. He's called out my healing. There was a time that I couldn't be a good mom, but he's called me out to be a good mom. I had an evil stepmom who physically abused me and he called me out and let me be a bonus mom. I used to be afraid to speak because I was afraid of rejection. And he's called out my healing and I've been doing a podcast for two years. He put me in a position for a season so that I could tell my story in front of 40,000 people. He called out my healing. And I want you to know that he is calling out your healing. It doesn't matter what the world or your family or anybody else says about you. You are a son or a daughter. And when you commit to taking that journey of healing, when you're ready to fight through the crowds, when you're ready to say, I'm not going to listen to what anybody else has to say about me anymore. I am going to allow God and myself to determine who I am and my worth. He is calling out your healing. He is calling you a daughter or a son. And maybe you've been in the trenches for so long. Maybe you say, I'm never going to get out of this addiction. I'm never going to get away from this criminal activity. I'm never going to get out of this abusive relationship or I'm never going to have the job or I'm never going to not be living week to week or I'm never going to have a home or I'm never, you know, going to be with my kids again or I'm never going to be able to have kids. Whatever that is, I am telling you, in Mark 5, chapter, or Mark chapter 5, verse 34, he is calling out your healing. It says, he said to her, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be healed from your affliction. I want you to know today that you are worth being healed. You are worth getting past your trauma. You are worth everything that you've been praying for. 
my hope for you today is that you would commit to being whole. That you would commit to this journey of healing. I say it time and time again. Healing is not a destination. It's a journey. I'm still healing. I still struggle with things a lot when it comes to rejection, when it comes to feeling like I'm not enough, like I don't do enough, that I'm not successful enough. All of those things I still deal with. But I also know that I have been called out as healed from my affliction. And he is calling you out as well. He's calling out your healing. He is not only going to make a table for you in front of your enemies, but he is going to let those around you know that you are healed and that you are whole. I don't know who needed to hear this today. I know that I did. Like I've been studying these women and I felt like I needed to hear some of this today. But if you know somebody who is struggling with getting on their healing journey and they feel like they're not enough or they're not good enough, maybe it's you, maybe it's somebody that you know, please share this. Please tag them in the comments if you're on live. Um, If you're listening on the podcast, please share um, the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Um, And yeah, I hope that you have an amazing day and I hope that I said something today that touched your life. And I will see you again soon. Have a great day.